Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yeah! Welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake is BJ Shea, and he's right over there. Oh, thank you, sir. And running the boards is Joey D's. Wow. Oh, Waluigi's here. Oh, wow. On today's show, we will get some board game reviews from BJ Shea. Hey. We will get some TV talk from Vicky. Yes. And, of course, we'll keep talking about Star Wars because it is the May. The May. And, of course, oh, the right. Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. We're going to have our blogs, podcast, and more. more. Or just search for BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes, and you will find us. Yeah, plenty of ways to find us. Give us them five-star reviews yeah. because that makes the world go round. It sure does. It I don't know what pe- it actually does, but, you know. Well, it makes people think we're good. Oh, yeah. Let them find out on their own that we're not good. Just yeah. Yeah. Them. Let's all... Let them have their own journey to disappointment. <laughs> well, on that journey, we play board games. BJ plays a lot of board games. What? Yeah, you, I mean, you play a lot. Man. Yes, I, I, I really have. I really have. So what are some of the games uh, you've been playing recently, dude? Well, my friends have got me on Steam, and I, and I hadn't really done that before, even though my computer's way old. Uh, but it still can run Tabletop Simulator, and so we played Mothership, <gasps> a game that I just you know got second edition uh, given to me not too long ago, and uh, even did a video unboxing of Mothership. And I uh, got to play that on Steam, and it was good. It was a really good recreation of the game. That was fun. I bring that up because Mothership is having a uh, another Kickstarter. Joey's favorite game, everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? But you know, it's funny. Uh, Joey may not be a, a huge fan of Mothership, but the two guy, the four guys I play with, uh, they thought it was a fun game, and we played a really stripped down edition on Steam. But there's a lot more you can do with the base game, with different expansion packs, and all these different things. And they've got a new one coming out, which will boost up the amount of uh, distress beacons, which is the story part of the game. Joey hates that, where it can really give you a swingy <laughs> advantage in the game. Uh, special kind of dice, you know, you're going to get like purple colored dice, Ooh. gold metal ships, which look sharp. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to be getting that like As actual you, metal or just like gold metal paint, gold, gold metal paint. But oh, it okay, looks okay. really so I'm like, those are heavy. Then yeah. <laughs> looks nice. Uh, I've, I've already got eight different colors and they're going to give me a ninth one. And of course, I'm going to get it. Uh, <laughs> new action cards. Uh, also new class cards, which adds a and, and adds to the class cards you have, which adds a symmetry to the game. Uh, it's a very fun, lighthearted game. And um, yeah, it's 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 in Kickstarter as we're speaking. So uh, get there if you haven't, and you and you also you can get the whole game on Kickstarter as well as the uh, the, the new expansion that's coming out. Oh, good, cool. Uh, yeah, so it's really cool. Uh, and if you're a fan of the game, they're adding more and more is always good. Yeah. I like it a lot. It's a quick four X. Well, it's not quick, but it's a four X game that's quicker than Twilight Imperium. But <laughs> well, is, I mean, it's a shoot 'em up. I mean, you in order to get victory points in this game, uh, or if you play the deathmatch version, which is Last Man Standing. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You you basically have to shoot people. That's that's the way you get permanent victory points in the game is to blow up other people's stuff. 
So uh, if you're that kind of person that really likes the guns version of a game as opposed to like the diplomacy version of a game. The exterminate of X. Yeah, this is, there's some exploring, there's some expanding, not a whole lot really. Uh, exploiting, yeah, there's a good amount of exploiting, but extermination is huge. It's the big <laughs> X of the game. It's called Mothership. It's on Kickstarter right now, everybody. Oh, man. I was just thinking just because I, I did the old uh, Dalek exterminate thing. Yeah, you did. They need to make a 4X game with for Doctor Who. They made um, uh, uh, Gale Force 9, who actually did the 4X game for Star Trek. Which I love. Star Trek Ascendancy, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll have to play that again because they yeah. came out with a couple of new races Ooh. that you'd like to. Maybe the Andorians or the Vulcans you might be interested Ooh, I like in. like Vulcans. Um, they uh, they did do a Doctor Who game that was a competitive game with lots of dice rolling and uh-huh. the ability to recruit different companions with different doctors. It was clever. I am not a fan of compa- a compet- a co- uh, cooperative games. Yeah. Um, it had slight competition, but it devolved into, well... Joe's going to win the game if we all do our part and stop the Daleks, but then he doesn't have to do anything because he knows we have to do our part to stop the Daleks, but he's going to win because he's so far ahead. So I said, yeah, this game doesn't do it for me anymore. So it's out there, but... It would, we'll be have to have a, out, yeah. it would be interesting to have a 4X game you know, with all the different races. Yeah, that, of, and that's what Doctor I was thinking Who. because yeah. they've got a lot of different enemies and they Who can knows? have different stuff. Somebody somebody out there, I'm throwing it out there, make it. Yeah, they made two. <laughs> they made a good card game, which I liked. And uh, then, of course, this game, which some people really like because a lot of fun dice you get to roll in the uh, Gale Force 9 Doctor Who game. Uh, what's uh, the other board game, that, though, that you wanted to uh, well, uh, so it's Well, uh, so Joey has, of course, been coming over and playing a lot of board games because of COVID. Yeah. And so he's uh, been able to uh, basically hang at the house and doesn't have much to do but hang with the old man and the sister and then the sister's boyfriend. And playing some board games. So we've gone back to some uh, old games that I haven't played in a while. Oh. Which is nice because, you know, our group, our group is like, oh, we just kickstarted this. Let's play yeah, it. Yeah, we got to play the newest, flashiest thing. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, it I isn't mean, a it, bad thing. It isn't. But whereas, you know, my, my daughter and her, like, we like some of these other games. We'd like to play them more than <laughs> once. And got to go give a shout out to Daily Magic Games because this was their first game ever made uh is i believe it was their first game ever made called valeria card kingdoms and of course it's gone on to have so many great expansions and yeah. uh, and and as well as even different games based in the valeria universe it is a fantasy based game and the miko does the artwork and uh well miko's artwork is just brilliant and he's done a lot of artwork for many games that you may know uh i first got exposed through the valeria system uh, we, of course, know these guys. It's a Seattle-based company, Daily Magic. They're really great people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and this is uh, Isaiah's first game that I think that um, he did. If I, if I, if not, I make him sorry, Isaiah. It's the first <laughs> one I remember playing of yours. Um, and Valeria Card Kingdom is, if you know the game Machikoro, uh, Valeria Card Kingdom, I basically replaced Machikoro for me. Uh, wow. When you play games like uh, Settlers of Catan, which is like one of the classics, Catan, uh, you roll dice, and then depending upon the regions you control, you will get resources based yes. on the dice roll. Mm-hmm. And that's what Catan is. And so it's like, oh, I control a region that's a six. I control a region that's an eight. I control a region that's a five. So if I roll six fives and eights, I will get those resources. If I don't, I get nothing. Well, Machikoro took that and said, hey, instead of having regions, you will have cards that you can buy, and you want to buy as many of these cards as possible with different numbers on them, because then whatever dice roll you get, you will get paid. 
And Valeria Card Kingdoms took it even better and just said, hey, look, man, um, you roll two dice. Why not get paid on each die you roll plus the total of what you roll so that you can collect three <laughs> times? Nice. Uh, and they've got a great, greatly illustrated cards. And so the idea of the game is, is you recruit citizens, and these citizens will give you more resources based on dice rolls. And then with these dice rolls, you can either A, defeat monsters uh, because you get a basically an attack resource that you spend to beat monsters, or B, you can spend your gold uh, and basically recruit these domains, which will give you victory points and special abilities. And that's how you play the game. And the game ends once um, you have an endgame trigger, basically when enough piles are exhausted. And then whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins. Uh, really lots of different cards in the game. So many different expansions have come out, and they've come out with different things you can do, including the latest one, was, which was Crimson Seas, which introduced yeah. a whole new board where you could travel to, which Joey hasn't played yet. Um, Did you guys play uh, revisiting it, like just the base game? We played the base game. Okay, cool. Then I introduced some th- other things that came out, uh, as well as some other places we've gone, the Flames and Frost expansion. Uh, so you got to see different different sort of worlds and different kind of monsters and regions you go to to fight the monsters. Uh, and, uh, we, and, and Joey played it, and uh, I think he liked it. I think he might like this. Yeah, it was fun. It's uh, interesting, because nice. uh, as opposed to Settlers of Catan, where you have to kind of navigate a little bit more and understand uh, probability, this game doesn't really punish you as much. Clearly, fives, sixes, and sevens are better because of how dice work. Yeah. But you get so many resources. Like I think that's kind of like the sell of the game. Like in Settlers of Catan, sometimes you could just sit there forever and never and just get a not resource. Do anything, yeah. yeah. But in this game, you were always collecting on their turn, on your turn. You know, you everyone's rolling. You have, you know, we roll on every number, and you can buy a guy on any number. And since the guys are pretty cheap, you can essentially buy a dude for every number. And every time a number comes up, you get a resource. So <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. Actually. Yeah, and you have a hidden identity uh, guy that scores you points depending on certain types you have. So, for instance, in you know, a good translation would be if I have sheep and wood, I might score more, or if I have grain and brick, I might score more later on at the end of the game, and no one knows that. So you go through the game collecting those symbols as well. So, you know, you, you might win and you might not. It's not as, you know, open as a seller's Catan is where you'd be like, turn four, yeah, I can't win. Like, they're just so far ahead of me. And that's some of the biggest problems when it comes down to a lot of games where it's, uh, it's uh, I call it kind of the, the Sheldon, Sheldon effect when, because it's one of the few episodes of Big Bang was almost like the Magic the Gathering episode where he's like, oh, they played that? Oh, no, you lose. And you're like, we just started. It's like, oh, no, no, this, 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 and this will happen, and now you've lost. And, that, and knowing me, that sucks. And that the, the thing is, is that's when you're playing a complete math game, and you'll a lot of these math players don't like luck. As a matter of fact, we have a friend of ours, and we always make fun of him. He goes, oh, that's just a random luck game. I don't like random luck games. We smile and go... There is strategy to random luck games. It just means you have a low percentage chance of winning the game, but you still have to be really good and do everything right so that if luck does come in your favor, you prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these math players don't want to do that. They yeah. just want to be able to go, I want to be able to do all my equations. I don't want something to come in the middle of that equation and mess it up. And it's like, yeah, I get that that's really good if you got a brain like that. But this is the kind of game where, yeah, anything can happen, but you still have to have some strategy. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, to that point... I think that's where I stumble a little bit. As I can be a math person about it. I don't like games where I can kind of see that the variance plays more than the actual math. So I'm mm-hmm. like, we're playing a game right now where I literally just shouldn't even pay attention. <laughs> that's how I get <laughs> yeah. to it because the dice, the dice matter more sometimes. This game's not like that. I think it's a very good mix. 
It's the dice matter, but you really have to figure out what to do with your resources in the beginning of the game and understand what the other players are doing because what they're buying matters, right? They're buying symbols. I'm buying symbols. If we share a symbol, I should go for the one we don't share because I need to score points at the end of the game based off of my hidden character. So it's a, it's a good mix. And like you said, this game, I mean, you're rolling dice with numbers, right? So you could expand it by adding a guy here with a different number or a cleric here with a different number. So there's a lot of replayability. Yeah, there's uh, and and there's a lot of I love games like this because I tell my my big rule is I go take what the game gives you. And yeah. a lot of people don't know how to do that because they just expect to be able to math it out. And it's like, look, the game is going to give you something, and you go, okay, I need to make the adjustment. This is what it just gave me. I may not win this game, but I want to be smart enough to take what it gives me at least. Some people can't do that, which is what I love about Twilight Imperium, if you play it the right way, is that that game will give you something if you're willing to, you know. If someone is running away with Twilight Imperium, I'm like, you can stop it. We all can band together <laughs> politically, and they can't survive all yeah, of us. Yeah, that political aspect yeah, of it. And yeah, and people have a hard time mm-hmm. with because you that's what the game's giving you it's like hey guess what my race isn't as good as your race and you're being a dick to me okay guess what i am going to take what the game is giving me a very mean opponent my race isn't that good you're unreasonable that's what the game is giving me hey everybody hey, else guys, i need some friends hey everybody else <laughs> i don't care about winning as a matter of fact i would look at a guy like rev and go rev i want you to win this game what can i do to help and, and you're like, oh, really? Yeah, and all, and I know that will piss <laughs> off the guy going, wait, you can't do that. Go, I'm not going to throw the game. I am going to, Rev and I will come into an agreement where if he makes it worth my while, I will help him <laughs> because it's the only chance I have to win the game. I love games like that. I love I chaotic games. I, I really do. love chaos. <laughs> it's also fun. The artwork is very pretty. My daughter likes it, and she's not a mathy person and doesn't like a lot of overly complex games. But it does, it, they keep adding new content and new content, and uh, Joey hasn't even played all of it. We're going to play a new version of it today. Oh, yeah. fun. But the basic game is Valeria Card Kingdoms. It plays one to five players. You can get it for under 40 bucks. Um, and it is it is really, it's a fun game. It's really good. And if you like Machi Koro, I believe you're going to really love this. And Daily and, Magic Games have put out a ton of really good games, and this is kind yeah. of their their uh, their flagship, This is really. their flagship. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, waiting, yeah. I'm waiting, because Margraves, which is their worker placement game, Margraves of Valeria should be shipping soon. It's, it, they just got a got a Kickstarter update about it, and I'm very excited to expose that to Joe and and the family because well, uh, the Valeria world they love. Yeah, we'll be getting a review from that very soon on that. Vicky, yeah, are you still watching Harley Quinn? Yes, is it still as dirty as before? Oh yeah, it is so funny. They they break the fourth wall so much. Like uh, was I think the last episode or the episode before? We're kind of in a place where you know the bad guys had taken over. And there's not really a police force anymore. Batman had gone missing. What in Gotham? Shocking. I know, oh, right? <laughs> um, so it started a, an episode where these two fanboys were sitting there criticizing Harley Quinn. They are like the essential, like... Oh, uh, the comic mm, book guys. But just, they were Worst making... villain ever. Yeah, it's like, well, we're not even going to watch this. I mean, this, this, and this. It's like, well, you say you're not going to watch it, but you just named everything that happened in the first season. It's like, well, <laughs> I just watch it ironically, man. Oh, they made fun of the, like, like that stereotypical fanboy. They're, like, one of them had a shirt that said, release the Snyder Cut. Oh. Um, and they're like, this show's for little girls, like, 12-year-old girl. No. It's, they, they really went all out. Boy, those 12-year-old girls are very sophisticated if that <laughs> shows for them. No, but uh, the last episode was actually really, really important because Harley Quinn and Ivy get captured, go to trial, and uh, get sent to prison. And they think they're going to go to Arkham Asylum like they yeah, always like have. everyone does. No, they don't because, you know, the bad guys have taken over. So they go down to the hole. 
Ooh. Excuse me? Do you not know Bane's hole, the one that he had climb oh, out of? Oh, jeez. And Bane is not only the, uh, yeah, he's the warden, basically. He's all He was the judge that convicted him, and he's the warden of this prison. That sounds about right, yeah. But it's so funny because you think it'd be all brutal and everything. He wants everyone to get in touch with their feelings. And <laughs> you're not supposed to leave. You're supposed to go with the therapy. Bane, I, I think he's I the was, unsung hero of this show. I was born in it. Now tell me about your feelings. Because everyone makes fun of him. Even the, 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 the bad guy members, like they give him like a little folding chair instead of like the nice... Like executive <laughs> chairs, they all have. It's like, well, why, why are we keeping this chair open? You know, he's dead. It's like it's for. It's like we're respecting his memory. Jeez, don't be selfish. <laughs> like they're all so bad towards him. I like Bane is so funny. But this yes. show is definitely not for kids. No. We've mentioned that before, Mm-mm. but it's got that same. Uh, it's like almost the old Batman the Animated Series uh, type of vibe with the art, mm-hmm. and they've done that a lot with like the Justice League cartoons and stuff with that as well. Right, but this is beyond filthy. You do see some superheroes <laughs> from time to time, like your Wonder Woman, Batman, obviously, uh, Superman, but they really like amp it up. Like Superman is very much like a dad joke loving kind of good old boy scout. It's that's funny because this this show is really about the super villains and they're not actually that bad well, that's good most well, of them yeah most of them not like so ivy bad. ivy yeah she's done some uh, awful things but she's really doing it to save the planet yeah well, ivy, and that's yeah, what she's I, always I, been she's always been yeah. an eco-terrorist I, right. I love that about ivy mm-hmm. yeah uh you would love her like voiced by lake bell kaylee cuoco lake, oh, does lake bell's amazing yeah kaylee cuoco does uh the voice of harley which funny enough i her sister i forget her name something cuoco does the voice <laughs> of batgirl Oh, something Kawoko said. Oh, that's right. right. I think yeah. Yeah, I forgot that her sister, I think, is is in the biz. Uh, yeah. But this is a big episode because they had talked about, you know, this is going to happen. They're going to explore their relationship in the comics. I think they just started Ivy and Harley started dating. And uh, after Ivy saves Harley, after Harley sacrificed herself for Ivy, Aww. they Aww. share a kiss. It's like, yay, it finally happened. However... Which makes sense, too, because they had that before. Poison Ivy is uh, engaged to... Kite Man. It, kite is, man? it is a villain named Kite Man, and he has a giant kite, and he is the most ridiculous person. Yeah. You're like, really? Are you a super villain? And she was embarrassed when they first started dating. She's like, I don't want to admit, but he's actually <laughs> like that nicest person. It's like, I brought you flowers. She's like, wow, that's like getting me, uh, you know, cut off baby heads. Like, nope, this is one you can plant. Like, he, oh, like Wait, he's, you can't plant those? No, not the, the ones that are cut <laughs> you up. You can't but, plant baby heads? No. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> no, he's super awesome, but we're going to see what happens because there's going to be some sort of... Re- it's got to be a triangle. Yeah, like she loves uh, she loves Kite Man, but her and Harley do have this best friendship, and uh, is it going to continue on to something more? Uh, you did mention release the Snyder Cut, and guess what? Mm. Uh, yeah. They're releasing the Snyder <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Thank you, HBO yep. Max. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to come out on HBO Max, and it looks like uh, they're going to... Release it in 2021. This is of uh, Justice League, correct? Yes. yes, yes. The Snyder Cut. Everyone was saying that uh, uh, he had made a different cut. That I don't know what's going on with it, but apparently everyone's been campaigning to see it because th- we need a, more of that. I movie. thought everybody thought Justice League was Justice League was pretty good. I thought they thought it was, it was right. fine. The, yeah. Well, which th- one was that? One with Cyborg? Yes. Yes. I think the problem with it was so. If you guys don't remember, I believe uh, Snyder's daughter had like passed away around that time so he had to step away and Joss Whedon came in to finish the directing oh I forgot and he Joss Whedon it up and so he inserted his little jokes and stuff they're just so different 
that I don't know why you like they're both great directors, but why would you mush them together? Correct me if I'm wrong, because maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. But isn't that the one where the end of the movie? That's one where Superman is dead and comes back, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's the one where they literally have the whole premise be that the bad guy has come back because Superman is dead, and then at the end of the movie, Superman comes back to the good side and just wrecks everyone, yes. yeah. invalidating every other character in the well, movie because it's Superman. Yes. Okay. Just want to clarify that was <laughs> yeah. the premise. It wasn't a great movie. Uh... Uh, according to THR, it's still unclear if the Snyder Cut will be released in an episodic chapter chapters or as the full director's cut, but uh, the Snyders are reportedly currently reassembling much of their original post-production crew to score, cut, and add and finish old visual effects, and yes, maybe bring back some of the actors to record additional dialogue. Mm. We don't know anything about the running time or any other specifics at this point, so we'll have to see when it comes out in 2021. And that's going to be on HBO Max? Yes, HBO Max. So if you don't have that one, well, you can get it now. Well, talking about HBO Max and then Harley Quinn, uh, another series. Harley Quinn is on the DC Universe app, mm-hmm. so is Doom Patrol, but they've announced that season two of Doom Patrol is coming out, but it's going to be on DC Universe and HBO Max. Oh, both? Uh-huh. Okay, because I had seen that it was going to be on HBO Max, but I didn't realize that it was not leaving the DC Universe, oh. which would have been really weird. Yeah. There's so many things. So now it's like, okay, that's two <laughs> more services. so many services, NBC, man. Peacock. I, I, when, well, what do they think we are? Made of money? Well, here's the deal, BJ. You always make yours Marvel. It's DC. Maybe don't worry about it. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> uh, I know somebody named Vicky who uh. has uh, been willing to let me, uh, I don't know, share. But mm-hmm. my Apple TV, unfortunately, doesn't have the DC Universe app. Mm. See, I uh. watch it on the on the Roku. Yeah. And, uh. and that's, and I, you know what? I, I, I do have an old school Roku somewhere. I guess I'm going to have to go I do mean, that. I mean, you could always do it. Like if you can stream it from like your iPad and have that right. reflect onto yeah. your... And I can. Some will let you, some won't. Yeah, it really, exactly. It, yeah. Some will and some won't. And that was yeah. the thing I was trying to look up and see if it worked mm-hmm. for me. And I was like, why am I doing that right now? Side note, uh, Doom <laughs> Patrol Season 2 comes out June 25th. So it's right around the corner. Oh, that's cool. Nice, nice. Um, Vicky, quickly, you're watching a show called The Great. Yes. Which is, if you're a history nerd, this is going to be big for you because it's about Russian uh, Catherine the Great, right? Catherine the Great, yes. Mm-hmm. It is hilarious. There is a line that says, like, base, you know, it's mostly accurate portrayal like it's it's funny (laughs) it's silly it's obviously they're taking a lot of liberties but if you guys like that history stuff definitely check it out Elle Fanning is in this and she is phenomenal along with um oh my god something Holt 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 Nicholas Nicholas Holt Holt. I want to say Brandon yes Beast uh oh my god what the first class movies yes yeah so Basically, you know, Elle Fanning's character, Catherine, is like, I'm engaged to the emperor and this is going to be great. My romantic love. And she gets there and he is just this big man baby who's like, everyone loves me, right? So why would someone try to kill me? But everyone loves me. They, like, it's like, well, because like, maybe you're they're not that, happy. Yeah. It's like, well, they should be happy. They should want my happiness and let me do whatever I want. Like, he is just that person. And so she decides, you know what? I can do a better job and tries to form a coup. I'm five, six episodes in. It is... Really funny. The sex scenes are awkward. Definitely don't watch this with kids around. <laughs> it is very inappropriate, but they're hilarious and awkward, and they do such a good job. Uh, but yeah, if that's kind of your cup of tea, if you will, definitely oh, check it out. See what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we'll get to more Star Wars stuff as we're moving on like that, but we are out of time. And uh, well, Vicky, since you're here, it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, after the last uh, Geek Sheet, 
on Monday. You haven't no, recovered, well, have you? I don't know if I really want yeah. want you to do this. I'm so, so confused. Oh, no, here we go. All right. something good. Okay. Uh, so apparently, Star Wars writer Gary Whitta says he'll put in a good word with Dave Filoni and try to get Danny Trejo a part of The Mandalorian. There have been so many amazing people who have been yeah. cast for season two. Trejo needs to be in this. Come on, he's so good. And I mean, it, like they've spent a lot of time on Tatooine, which seems like the perfect place for Trejo, or even just any any planet. I mean, you can make a planet that's just Trejo's planet. Oh yeah, and he would be a, he would be great in this. So apparently, uh, Witta spoke to Trejo on his Animal Talking podcast via Twitch. And champion the actor for a role in Disney Plus's live-action Star Wars series. He says, I don't have any clout at Lucasfilm, but let me tell you something. If I could wave a magic wand right now, Danny Trejo as a badass bounty hunter in the Star Wars universe. I think a lot of people would want to see that. And it's like, and I'm going to call Filoni after the show, and we're going to get him on. Man, like, I, Rosario Dawson is going to be in it as Asaka Tano, and, which is very interesting because I just started The Clone Wars, and her arc is kind of the ending sort of thing mm-hmm. with that. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, Timothy Oliphant has been cast. Awesome. Um, we don't know yet, but I'm hoping Ooh. it's going to be some sort of space sheriff because, I mean, he's played a sheriff mm-hmm. in, uh, he was a sheriff in Justified, right? He was, yeah, he basically yeah. was. Yeah, and then the also, part. I mean, he was then, a law enforcement dude. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I was going with that because also he was that in Deadwood, which I think, I mean, really the Mandalorian at this point is essentially a space western. When it comes down to it, so right. yeah, uh, I feel like that's yeah, it would be really a waste if uh, if if um, uh, Oliphant wasn't there. Gotta keep that mustache, and the, you know he does have an impressive you know backstory like background for Old West vibe, you know, just like the Mandalorian. You know, by the way, Danny Trejo seventy six. Whoa, I know it is pretty amazing. Wow, but he's still a huge ac- action star, mm-hmm. and uh, so. Trejo has also famously led Robert Rodriguez's two machete. I'm like I'm machete. I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to say it in English and Spanish at the same time. Yeah, yeah. great job. It's machete. There you yeah. go. Um, <laughs> but apparently, and I didn't know this, Robert Rodriguez has signed on to direct an episode of The Mandalorian season two. Oh, no, nice. so I can totally see that being a thing. Man, like he does some. I mean, some really good movies. If you haven't seen like El Mariachi and that whole the, I, I think it's a trilogy when it comes down to it. Those are great. Um, Planet Terror was his uh, Grindhouse movie with mm-hmm. uh, Tarantino, where he, they each did two halves of the movie. Mm-hmm. That one is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that actually has me super excited. <laughs> Uh, but apparently he also praised Witta for his work on Ro- uh, Rogue One for putting the first Mexican in space with Diego Luna's role as Cassian Andor. And really? the pair also joked that Trejo in The Mandalorian should be called the Mexalorian. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can that be my name? Okay, you're the Mexalorian. We'll, we'll, we'll get you some armor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, which, funny enough, this kind of connects. Uh, not, I'm not doing this because of the last episode. Okay. So Danny oh, Trejo played no. the, the dad of uh, Rosa from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay, yeah. Played oh, by wow. Stephanie uh, Beatrice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, the Batwoman show on the C-Dub, which I heard wasn't great anyways, mm-hmm. just lost their Batwoman. Yep, yep. We talked about that on Monday. Yes. So, oh, so instead of Ruby Rose, we should get mm-hmm. Ruby Rod from Fifth Element. <laughs> Let's Whoa. do it. Stephanie no. Beatrice, who plays Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, wants to be her replacement. Wow. She tweeted out, reads everything about Batwoman. And this isn't the first time she's said, hey, like I want to be a superhero. Because I think there was a moment where she was advocating to play a character named America who was a Latina 
superhero in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's in my uh, game, my little uh, Marvel Strike Force game, yes. America Chavez. Uh, she and- can punch dimensional doors. And, uh, oh, I don't in, know how it works. Yeah, In real life, Beatrice <laughs> is an out and proud bisexual woman and advocates a lot for the LGBT community um, and even has like a really awesome arc in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where she, you know, hey, like comes out. Oh, and it's really, wow. And that's actually really awesome. Danny Trejo's in it. And it makes her really good. Like I almost cried. Yeah, um, choked up there. But it makes sense because Batwoman is in fact, you know, yeah, yeah, and so. that was one of the sticking points when it comes down to the show. It, it does have to be LGBTQ positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a mandate from the CW and everybody else on the show going forward. So that's why they did that. Yeah. So I mean, I w- I don't hate it. No, and I mean, just the fact that being able to see Trejo in anything is super fun. Yes, I love seeing him and stuff. And you know what? I love his tacos. Oh, his tacos are legit. (laughs) And he's an incredibly nice man. Yeah, right? I met him briefly once. (laughs) Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.